The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. A more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome to your show, Mom. Channel Mom really is here for moms like you. Even when it might feel like the rest of the media is not, or maybe even like the culture is not. It's not like people are running up to you at the mall and saying, thank you so much for all you do as a mother. But we do thank you, and we're here to meet you in your mothering life to try to help you with the issues that you're dealing with. So today's show is really going to focus on something in particular, uh, but, I'm, but I do have to say that I think there's something for everybody. Uh, we're going to help you as moms stay connected to the other half of your couple. In other words, how not to let parenthood come between you and your life with your husband or your spouse. Uh, for the mamas who do not have a spouse in their life, maybe they've lost them. This will probably be some good tips for uh, hindsight. But also, we, we've got some encouragement for you today. We, I, I always try to weave in moms that won't, we won't necessarily speak to uh, with the entire topic. But we've got some extra stuff for every mom today who just needs a little encouragement and a little hope and a little help. Uh, so it's a great show coming up. But we like to start with something that we call Mom Memes on the Radio. We have a little theme music that goes with that, which Donald can play right now. It's called the motherhood. Hey, you got your sweet kid. Oh, yeah, the motherhood. Thank you, Don Pablo. Yes, this is Mom Memes on the radio. My kids tell me they have to be funny and not ever serious, but I kind of break the rules on that. My mom meme for today is very, very simple, very, very short. It is this. Dear God, help me. That's it. That's all she wrote. Because that's what I need today. Dear God, help me. And my guess is there are some moms in the car and some moms at the computer who can totally identify with that meme for today. All right. Our guests today are Patrick and Ruth Schwenk, who have four kids. Congratulations to them for that. Ruth describes herself as a wife, a mom, a blogger, and Patrick as a husband, father, and pastor. Ruth has been on the show before to talk about 10 myths that mothers believe. That's because she wrote a book about it called Hoodwinked, 10 Myths, Moms Believe, and Why We All Need to Knock It Off. She's got some great advice, and she's going to give a little bit of that today, I'm hoping, in her one mom must. Uh, the couple are also creators of the ForTheFamily.org website, ForTheFamily.org, and TheBetterMom.com. But today they're here to talk about how couples can still be couples with kids in the house. And they're going to, they've got some surprising stuff. They're going to tell you about the one vow we forget to say at our weddings. They're going to tell you one or two tips to to help you stay together and to help you reconnect during the week. They're also going to tell you how you can figure out if you're a uh, child-centric couple, if you're too focused on your kids, if that's fair to say. Welcome to Channel Mom, Patrick and Ruth. Thank you. Hey, thanks. Thanks so much for having us on. Oh, you're so welcome. Uh, we're glad to have you, and I really do hope that you're going to be a help to moms and some dads today, too. By the way, the name of your new book is called For Better or For Kids, and I'm not going to tell the vow, 
because it's the subtitle of your book, but for better or for kids and how you help parents uh, work it all out when kids come into the mix. And and I'll be honest, I'm in the teenage stage, and I think the toddler stage can mess up a marriage as much as the teenage stage because there's conflict. And and I know you're here to help start, and you've got both. You've got, well, not quite toddlers, but you, you're kind of on both ends of it because you've got so many kids. And so you can kind of understand every parent. Good for you. Um, we're going to start with what happens when people have unrealistic expectations for marriage, which you both admit that you did. And I want to just throw out there, and Patrick, you can talk about this. I think our society sets people up for divorce, and we have such a rampant rate of divorce. But I think people think, oh, it's going to just all be like romance and sex and fun and, and you know, wonderful dates and vacations and getaways, and we're just going to love each other for the rest of our lives and appreciate each other. And, and so I think people are set up, and then when it doesn't happen, they're like, well, I guess we need to get a divorce. So talk about that a little yeah. bit, Patrick. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I know for Ruth and I, when we entered into marriage, I mean, that was one of our big misconceptions was we just thought marriage was going to be easy. I mean, how could something so good be so hard? And so I think we sort of had this idea that, that marriage was going to be like an endless date or sort of an endless honeymoon. And the reality is, you know, God does declare marriage to be good. It is a blessing, but it's also a battle that there's something bigger going on in our marriage and our family that we were created we were brought together as a husband and a wife to build a family ultimately that would glorify god and you look at the beginning of the bible and the very first um attack by our spiritual enemy was uh, on marriage and the family and so we were naive to think that we're just going to stroll through marriage and then marriage with kids uh, without putting in hard work and being intentional about protecting that blessing that god gives us yeah and I, you know, I always try to speak to moms that are on both sides of the spectrum. Certainly, we're on Christian radio, and I, I love Jesus very much. But um, I, I do try to speak to the mom that doesn't understand that God made marriage, um, and that He has a design for it. So, so how do you, how do you, uh, for a disappointed mom today, how, how do you remind her that God did create marriage for a good thing? Maybe she's feeling beaten down. Maybe she's literally dealing with, with threats or physical um, abuse. Or maybe she's dealing with a, a ton of disappointments or a husband who's never there or a cheating spouse. I mean, how do you encourage her? Well, I think one of the great encouragements that, that is for the mom that's in that place is that while marriage is good, marriage is not God. And uh-huh. I think God does give marriage as a good gift. It's a blessing. Yes, we have to fight for it to protect it. And, uh, you know, but, but ultimately that's not our source of hope and our, our strength and uh, really our joy that as much as Ruth and I love one another, the reality is that, that Ruth was not meant to be um, my ultimate source of goodness and joy and hope. That's only something that God can provide for me. And it's, something that only God can provide for Ruth. And so I think for the, the mom um, that's in that position, remembering that um, that's not her ultimate source of joy and hope. And uh, I think that can be such a helpful perspective to have when you're going through seasons or circumstances where you don't feel like your spouse is, is fulfilling all of those things that you really would desire in an ideal situation. Mm-hmm. You do have some hilarious stories in the book. I mean, I laughed out loud at some of them. Um, this one isn't so funny, but, but Ruth was realized that marriage wasn't all that she thought it was cracked up to be when she was 
had her head in a big pan right before she got married because she was felt like she was going to throw up. Um, and then one day she came home to you pulling out. This sounds like all this stuff is your fault, Patrick, but it's not. One day she came home to you pulling out her favorite plant. You were just trying to weed and be a good guy, but you were pulling out her favorite plant. Another day, day she came home to a naked two-year-old running down the driveway with an umbrella singing. I mean, so the, you know, she had to muster up some patience. What is the one vow that you guys think is missing um, when it comes to our marriage? Well, it's really the the vow to love your spouse with kids in the house. You, you mentioned, uh, you know, I'm a pastor. I've been in pastoral ministry uh, for the last almost 16 years, and I've done I don't know how many weddings. And, you know, we've all attended weddings, likely, and we've heard a couple of exchanges of those vows, and I take you to be my wife or my husband, you know, to love and, and to hold, you know, from this day forward, for better or for worse, for rich or for poor, in sickness and in health. And yet there's a missing vow that, that we leave out, and that's that vow to go on loving our spouse even when kids get added into the mix. And so for us, uh, we realize that that transition from married to married with kids can be very, very difficult, and it needs um, a vow that we've left out, and it's that vow to go on um, loving our spouse even when kids join us on that journey. Mm-hmm. We've only got a couple of minutes left in this segment, but, but Ruth, can you briefly touch on how does a mom today figure out if maybe her kids are interrupting her relationship with her husband? How do we know? Because you guys list mm-hmm. some things that, that let us know if we're a, a child-centered marriage and we've forgotten about each other. Can you, can you list some of those in the next minute or two? Yeah, well, I think, first of all, before I list them, it's just important to remember that we all we have different seasons of, of motherhood. And so, like, when my kids were really little, I was barely getting through the day. And so I think for me it was, you know, Patrick knew the – he knew uh, that, that during that season we might not have as much time together alone. Um, so it's, I think if we communicate, we can get over some of those hurdles. And now we're in a stage where our kids are a little bit older – and we can actually go out on a date night. We don't have to get a babysitter. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, first of all, just recognizing that there are the different seasons. But clearly in all of those seasons, we can have a, a child-centered marriage. And, and some of the questions, we, we have a whole section in the book where we list questions that you can kind of assess your marriage and where you're at with this. Um, a few of them are... Do you often feel too busy, overcommitted, or worn out because of your child's activities? Yeah. Uh, do you struggle to find time for a date night um, at least twice a month because of all the activities you're involved in? Um, do you feel? Do you ever feel surrounded by your family but lonely in your marriage? So I mean, and we list ten questions in there to kind of assess your marriage, but. Um, it's just being realistic with where you are at. And once you recognize that maybe there is a little bit of a problem there, you can actually be intentional about focusing more on your marriage um, and not letting that slip away during the, the busy season of motherhood. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to say a couple of the other questions you have, and then we're going to go to break, but we'll come back because you've got a great tip for moms. The one really resonated with me, the question which has to do with this is a sign of a child-centered marriage, which was this for me. Do you ever feel as if your children have too few responsibilities because you and your spouse are doing it all? 
And I do kind of feel that way with two teenagers because they've, they are doing their thing and dad and I are doing everything at the house. And, and I'll be honest, sometimes I resent it, but I feel like sometimes that also comes into our marriage that there's just a general resentment and that can hurt our marriage. Also has your physical intimacy lost some of the passion and romance because you've given your all to your children's priorities and that can interrupt a marriage too. And that's a biggie. So when we come back, we're going to ask Patrick and Ruth, what are some practical things that you can do throughout the week to make sure you stay connected as a couple. They're going to help us with that. But for right now, I have to say that I am a mother who loves her children very much. So I have to acknowledge that coming up next week on the 27th, my precious son Otis will be turning 18. Oh, my gosh, I want to cry just saying it. Here's a very cheesy old song to uh, wish him a happy birthday and to celebrate in all the right ways. Hi, this is Jenny from Channel Mom. And if you're a mom, I know that you give your all for your kids. But sometimes it feels like no one even notices what you do. That's why we aim to give back to moms like you through Channel Mom outreach, coffees, and awards. First, our outreach helps moms with marital struggles, parenting issues, depression, and more with help from our amazing partners like Mops and Love and Respect. We also love to reward moms with our One Amazing Mom Award and a grant for single homeless moms. So go to ChannelMom.com to connect with our outreach or simply attend one of our Channel Mom coffees for inspiration and encouragement. Finally, we want to give moms like you the opportunity to be celebrated at our upcoming Neon Moms 5K. I'd love to have you join me for our fun glow-in-the-dark event with special giveaways. Please let us support you, Mom, as you support us at the Neon Moms 5K Run Walk Stroll at Clement Park in Littleton on October 7th at 5.30 p.m. Just sign up on ChannelMom.com or through our Facebook event page. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. We have our guests here today, Patrick and Ruth Schwenk, uh, all about their new book, but but really here to help you. I, I always want you to know that when we have authors on, it's not just so that they'll sell a million books, although we'd be happy if they could sell some, uh, but it's to give you tips from the book, the, the latest and the greatest stuff to help you with your parenting, your marriage, your single parenting, you know, your your spiritual well-being, all of it. So today, Patrick and Ruth Schrenk are here to talk about for better or for kids, a vow to love your spouse with kids in the house. And I know just about every mom's going to identify with some of the things we're t- talking about today. So I did promise that when they came back, now they're talking about how we sometimes un- have unrealistic expectations of marriage. And then when kids come along, we get disappointed. And not only do we get disappointed, but then we give ourselves too much to the kids. And that can interrupt our marriage in all kinds of ways. It can be damaging. So we need to come back together. And Ruth has one particular thing she wants to talk about that has to do with grace. So, so let's go to what are some practical things you can do throughout the week to make sure you stay connected as a couple. Um, you, you know, whichever of you wants to start first. But I do want to get to Ruth's grace rule. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think one of the things that um, that we do, at least we try to be intentional about, is just carving out time for just the two of us. And sometimes, you know, for us, that, that looks like getting up, you know, a little bit early. We, we um, get up before the kids are awake and have coffee together. We might call each other throughout the day or text each other throughout the day. And we almost end every single night after the kids are in bed, just taking time uh, for the two of us to talk and process our day and talk about what's coming up. And so, 
I think the word intentional is a really important one. Um, and that for us, you know, being intentional about carving out the time for just two of us is so important when it comes to really cultivating an intimate marriage with kids in the house. Sure. And speaking of intentional, Ruth, you had, had mentioned, and, and you can tie the grace rule into this, mm-hmm. but um, that, that not only do we need to be intentional, but we need to in- communicate what our intentions are. Like, hey, I need help with this, or I need to get this done today, or I'm hoping that you would do this for me. I mean, right? Talk about that. Yeah. Well, I think probably one of the biggest mistakes in that I've made in our marriage, and um, it only gets uh, worse when kids come along is that I didn't communicate my expectations. And then I get frustrated because Pat's not doing something like I wanted him to, or he, you know, I need help with this and he's not helping me and he should just re- be able to read my mind. You know? Yeah, right, right. So, um, so I think once kids come along, this is so, so important because if, if I am feeling frustrated already just in my day because things are chaotic and then I'm thinking that Pat should be doing this or doing that, it would make things so much easier if I just said, honey, can you uh, take out the garbage? Or I really need you to do this. Can you do this? Can you do that? I just think both uh, the husband and the wife, if we actually spoke, you know, those things to each other, if we communicated in that, it would take a whole lot of stress out of uh, parenting and marriage. Right. And I would say... As the mom of two teens, and I sometimes sometimes make them sound like they're the devil. I adore, I really do love my children very much, especially on this birthday weekend. My son is a wonderful, almost man now. And um, and my daughter is hilarious. She should be a stand-up comedian. But I, I, I love my kids. But I think sometimes in, in our love for them, we think, well, we shouldn't put too much on them. But but do your mm-hmm. marriage a favor and ask your kids to help and express your intention mm-hmm. to, you know, your intent and your need to your kids. Um, I, I'm going to get to sharing responsibilities, but I want to read a little excerpt from the book first. This is what Ruth and Patrick Schwenk say in their book, For Better or For Kids. The season of life we are in with kids in the house is a lot more hectic than the early days of marriage. We can remember when we went shopping when we wanted to. On a minute's notice, we went out for dinner or went on a run. We stayed up late watching television and slept in on weekends. No one awakened us by crying in the middle of the night or by pulling us out of bed at six on a Saturday morning. The luxury of time we used to enjoy together is hard to imagine now. The time it takes to be a good parent can squeeze out the time it takes to be a good spouse. That's big. So how do you share responsibility? How can you do that gently without making each other angry? Well, no, that's that's a great um, – are you asking how do you share responsibility yeah, with, you've with got your a little, or with one another? Well, I, that was just my little cheerleading, to share it with your kids. But you've got in yeah. the book, let's talk about sharing responsibilities. Yeah, well, I, I think for us, you know, um, realizing that when the Bible talks about um, marriage and family, it, it's really not saying that that one spouse should do it, should do it all. That that when you read the Bible, you realize that that both um, a husband and a wife, a father and a mother, are to be actively engaged. Um, and as, as your listeners know, I mean, parenting. I mean, it's a gas guzzler. I've got a bit of a history of of running out of gas in our vehicle. I hate to pull over and, and refuel. And I think the same is true in marriage. You just go and go and go. And parenting, you go and go and go. And it's a gas guzzler. And it really does require that the two of you are actively engaged 
um, living out all of the responsibilities that are required when you transition from married to married with children. And that does require a lot of communication between one another, deciding who's going to do what and how we're going to get that done in a God-honoring way. Yeah, so do you have to sit down and talk about it, Ruth? Yeah, we, we there's things that Patrick knows that I don't like to do. <laughs> and so, I, you know, we know what each other kind of does, and we that's how our rhythm. You know, and I think that's what, what works well is when you've kind of communicated, hey, can you just take the garbage out, for instance? So yeah. he kind of knows most of the time if it gets full, he's the one that takes it out. Now that our kids are older, like, they, they might as well. But, um, you know, I think if you just communicate those things, you can kind of get into a rhythm. And then you're both, you know, giving 100%. It's 100-100. And yeah. I, I think it, it's worked really well for us. We only have about two minutes left. But h- how do you throw grace into that? I can't remember if you've gotten to that. Oh, well, I just, I think the bottom line of it all um, is even, you know, through life, we have all different um, things that come our way. We will weather storms uh, that we weren't prepared for. Um, in parenting, every everything with your spouse, having grace with one another is is at the top of the list because we're all going to make mistakes. We're all not, we're all going to maybe not communicate what we should have. We're all, you know, everything. Um, it's going to hinge on basically being able to just have grace with one another yeah. um, and love one another through all of that. Well, and by the way, practice the grace that you need. Practice the grace that you need because I, I find so often when I'm mad at somebody, I think, oh, but I need grace too because I did this yesterday or I did this last week or I did this today, whatever. Yeah. We all need grace. Okay, we like to do this before we let you go and we tell people how to find the book. We like to ask every mom that's on the show. What is your one mom must, whether it's like carry a toenail clipper in your purse or never yell again, what is your one mom must, Miss Ruth Schwank? <laughs> well, that's really hard. There's your music. <laughs> okay. It's not so hard. I know you've got one. You've got four kids. you got to have one mom must. I know. I bless a mom must, but my, I, I think... Out of all things, is a this is so silly, but a pad, a paper, and a pen because my mind uh, goes and goes and goes, and I have all sorts of ideas. and And I know all moms can identify with this that there's so many things to do. And so, if I always have a pad of paper and a pen, I can write those thoughts down, and I don't they don't distract me so much, or I know you know I won't forget that. So, a pad of paper and a pen. So basically, a to do list. That's awesome. I really, I mean, because I do forget things all the time. And I do, I'm a list person, but I don't carry it with me everywhere. So that is a great mom mess from you, Ruth. It's like you thought of it a long time ago and you were all prepared to bring it to the show. Hey, how do they find your new book, For Better or For Kids? Well, it's sold um, anywhere that anywhere that books are sold. So online, Barnes & Noble, um, Amazon.com, anywhere books are sold. Awesome. Thanks, you guys, for being on the show and, and for helping me and some other moms with our marriages. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. So I'm uh, grateful for them. Uh, grateful for all the things that Channel Mom is able to do for mothers because moms need encouragement and hope and love and help and advice in this world. So we do a number of things for you. We just had a wonderful Channel Mom coffee with uh, the new CEO of Mobs, Mandy Arioto. Uh, so wonderful to just love on moms in that evening. We also now are doing our upcoming Neon Moms 5K. You can run, walk, or stroll in it. 
I really would love to see you out there, and you'd be helping us raise our money for our nonprofit so we can continue to serve moms everywhere. We also go into prisons to serve moms and homeless shelters and church communities and all kinds of places to love on moms. So please come out to our Neon Moms 5K which is going to be in Clement Park in Littleton, Colorado, on October 7th at 5.30. You can sign up all over the place. We're at Channel Mom, at Channel Mom on Facebook, also on Twitter, uh, and you can find links to the race there. On our website, channelmom.com, we've got an events page there where you can sign up. Uh, we've got an uh, event on our Facebook's page. We've got a ton of sponsors who are helping us with this race, and I have to acknowledge them because we're blessed, and they, they care about moms. Please know that when I'm mentioning these people, that's why they're sponsoring. First of all, Aspen Ridge Recovery, fostering change with drug and alcohol recovery in Colorado. It's a very unique and successful treatment center uh, with a safe and accountable community setting. Check them out at AspenRidgeRecovery.com. Also, Excel Taekwondo in Littleton, Colorado, located right next to Front Range Christian School, I believe, offering the best kids martial arts, powerful self-defense, and fat-fighting fitness. I thought that was cool. Also, birthday parties. Finally, Body Armor Sports Drinks, they're going to be there handing out free sports drinks because, well, frankly, Channel Mom's going to ditch the artificial sports drinks and switch to Body Armor for our Neon Moms 5K. It's a great-tasting potassium-packed sports drink with no artificial colors and none of the artificial sweeteners. At least I looked at a bottle the other day. I didn't look at like I had that stuff. Uh, the official hydration of the Neon Moms 5K. Also, our fear, the fearless leader of the Overwhelmed Conference, Donna, is paying it forward by sponsoring two moms who cannot afford to come to the race. So please let us know if you need a sponsorship. Uh, email us at channelmom at gmail, and you can run the race for free thanks to the Overwhelmed Conference. You can find them on Facebook if you would like to sign up for their upcoming conference as well. Also, Salem Media right here. KRKS is sponsoring us as well. So grateful to Salem and all they do for us. Oh, there it is. Happy birthday to my wonderful son. Thank you, Don, for all you do. God bless you, moms. Have a beautiful weekend. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.